0: Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week, and this week I wanted to talk about the concept of happy in business, or how to really listen to what you want in your heart for your business and not what everyone else is telling you is important. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, I hope you guys are all having a really awesome week this week. Um, I admit I am recording this on the same day that I am releasing it, and today is Friday, the 14th of June, and the Toronto Raptors just won the NBA championship, so... I'm a little tired this morning, partly because I was watching, just like pretty much everyone else in Toronto where I live, and partly because the city went nuts, and it's kind of hard to sleep because even though I live nowhere near downtown, like, I mean, really far out of downtown, I live further, I'm not quite in the suburbs, but I'm close to being in the suburbs. Um, Yeah, it was still crazy. Lots of honking, fireworks. Anyway, you know, it's good. It's good the city came together we partied it was great it was fun but I'm a little tired today as I'm trying to record this episode so uh, forgive me if I am a little bit off today with uh, with what we're gonna be talking about um, so yeah let's 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 dive in rather than you know talking about basketball too much even though it's a really fun topic. Uh, So for this week's episode, I wanted to dive a bit into the topic of listening to your own intuition, okay, or your own wants and needs when it comes to running a business. Because you know what? Here's the thing. You guys probably got into being a health, wellness, or fitness business owner, or business person, or practitioner, or whatever you kind of think of yourself as, because you really believe in the power of what it is that you do, Okay. You believe that massage therapy works or that proper nutrition is the key to a good life or that having a personal trainer can help you be uh, healthy and fit and live your best life or like whatever it is that fits what you do. Maybe you do yoga. Maybe you're a physiotherapist. Maybe you're a um, another type of wellness consultant. Just like whatever it is that you do, you probably got into it because you have a passion for it and because... You've experienced that thing yourself and you want to share that with other people. You know how awesome it is. Like you've been a patient of massage therapy or you've gone to the gym for years and you've reaped the benefits or whatever it is, you know. And that's really awesome. You know, most of us who get into these careers are passionate. We want to help others. We want to show others just how awesome the thing is that we do, right? (laughs) However, here's the problem. We get into the nitty gritty of running a business because there is that business side. Even if you work for another like company, clinic, business, studio, whatever, and you know they take care of the vast majority of things for you, there's still that business side of it to things. And that's where we can take kind of a strange turn from that passion that got us into our career in the first place. So suddenly the thing that we love becomes kind of a bit of a pain in the rear for being polite here or you know a source of stress or frustration. There's so many things to think about, right? And so many voices telling you what the so-called right way to run a business is. And that's all fine and good, but you know what? When it comes down to it though, we really need to listen to our hearts and our intuition and find what works best for us, right? So you need to listen to your own inner inner self, inner being, your core, your soul, whatever it is you you think, you know, sort of within you. It's it's okay if you don't relate to the idea of a soul or you don't relate to the idea of, you know, of inner being or inner light or whatever. But we all do have that sort of inner core self that is sort of... Uh, at the at the heart of who we are and what is important to us and what we value and what we love and what we'd like to get out of life, right? And we s- sometimes when we're building a business, we stop listening to that because we're too busy listening to someone else, right? So we need to get back to listening to ourselves and not our best friends, our mom, you know, the so-called business guru that you keep seeing Facebook ads for and you're wondering, oh, you know, maybe they have it figured out. They're telling me they have a six-figure business. Obviously, they're successful. Maybe I should follow what they're doing. And well, you know, that's that's tough. Cuz you're getting all these outside opinions Especially if they're from people you really love and respect. Like I said, you know, your mom, or you know, business people you respect or your best friend or people you went to school with or whatever it might be. And you know what? By the way, this listening to outside voices also extends to me. <laughs> Now, you know, the thing is, I might have opinions on what the best way to run a business is, and I hope you at least find that advice helpful. Otherwise, well, I would assume at least you do somewhat, because why are you listening to this podcast if you don't? But ultimately, you got to listen to your own heart and your own intuition. It doesn't mean you're just going to ignore good advice from other people. It might be me. It might be someone else. I'm not going to say that everything I say is a gem, but hey... I hope that I'm helpful in some ways, but yeah, it doesn't mean that you're going to completely ignore those outside sources, whether it is, you know, a business person, you know, or your mom or your best friend or someone you went to school with, colleagues, whatever. But the problem is most of us have a huge tendency to ask others for their thoughts rather than listening to our own. And that is where we start to take wrong turns. That's where we start to make decisions that are maybe not the right thing for us. We take courses on modalities we don't even really want to do because our clients are asking about it and it's like the latest trend or it's in the news or other clinics in the area are doing it and they want you to do it too or like whatever it might be, you know? Or when we're looking at our branding and logo design for our business, we go with the one that our best friend insists is the perfect one for our business, even though we're looking at the other design that was offered by the designer and we like that one a lot better. Or say you sign up to volunteer at that free event because it's going to be good for your marketing. You know, you're told it will like help you build your business, even though we have a lot of serious doubts about that. And we know that the people who are attending that free that event that we're working at for free aren't really the target kind of clients that we want. But we're doing it because it's good for business or, you know, it's supposedly going to be good money in the future and not because we actually think it's a good idea really for our business, right? So I think a lot of us have lost that subtle art of listening to our intuition, the inner voice that leads us towards what we really want and need in our lives, Because, you know what, we live in this age where we're exposed to so much media online and we're constantly seeing into other people's lives. You know, it's social media, it's ads, it's news outlets, it's email marketing, it's website, and so many other things, right? And we're getting this information overload. And we start doubting ourselves because everyone else is doing this X or Y or Z or whatever it is. So shouldn't we be having that success? Shouldn't we be doing those things? Don't we want the success that they have? Doesn't our success have to look like theirs? Well, the first problem is that when you look at social media or you look at most media, it's a polished version of reality it's not really showing for most people their struggles or their their problems or the fact that they just had two months where they made zero money but they're making it look on social media like they're super successful or whatever it is you know or we're not seeing the fact that it took 3 hours for them to take that one perfect photo or <laughs> we're not seeing the fact that you know they woke up this morning and their kids had a huge fight and they're exhausted And they need like buckets of coffee to just get through the day and they feel like crying because we're not seeing that on social media either. They're showing like their cute outfit of the day or they're showing like the fact that they've got a full client roster that day or that like they're looking buff at the gym or whatever it is, you know. So we forget that social media and other types of online media or media in general really because people tend to put their, you know, their best face forward when they're showing things to the world, right? So we forget that that's not re- it's not that it's not reality. It's that it's a very polished, it's a very perfected version of reality. But yet we're ex- we're comparing our personal lives like the real reality to this polished reality and that just doesn't make any sense. But the other problem with doing this sort of comparative thing where, like, you're, you're looking at people's, again, you know, the online uh, stuff that you see from everyone, social media, other types of media, whatever, and we're doing that comparison thing, is that we forget that only we decide what success looks like. And we can't define ourselves based on somebody else's success. You never should. Just because somebody else has a six-figure business and has, you know, grown to be like this chain of really cool-looking clinics and is, you know, talked about in the media or whatever, or they become like the top 30 under, you know, one of the top 30 under 30 entrepreneurs in your city or whatever, who cares? I mean, I'm not saying that's not great for them. Great for them if that's what they wanted. You know, like, I'm happy for them, like, genuinely, but is that what you really want for your life? Like, if you do, that's great. But don't compare yourself to somebody else's goals and dreams. Look at your own goals and dreams. That's what I'm saying here. You know, a cool example of listening to your intuition that, you know, I know of because I'm vegan and I I watch YouTube a fair bit Um I'll just, I'll talk to you about this person just because I think she's kind of a neat example of listening to your intuition when it comes to forming the life and business that you really want. And that's Lauren Toyota of Hot for Food. Um, Some of you out there may know of her, some may not. But in a nutshell, here's her story. Um, Basically, um, as a kid, she knew she really wanted to work in TV or something relating to media, but she wasn't sure what that was going to be. But rather than go the total traditional path, which is what sort of most of us would do, like say you want to work in media, well, okay, maybe I'll go to school for media studies or maybe I'll go to university and for journalism, that kind of thing, you know, and then when I graduate, I'll get a job at, you know, a media outlet and I'll work my way up and da-da-da, that's not what Lauren did. Instead, um, she worked her way up through various jobs in TV. I don't actually know if she went to university, she might have, But that's not what her – her goal was not going to university and, like, getting a journalism degree. Her goal was just to work in TV. So she ended up working at MTV uh, Canada, and she also worked for Much Music, which is sort of – sort of, kind of, back in the day was Canada's version of MTV. Those of you who are are close to my age, say, like, 30s or 40s, know what I'm talking about. Those of you who – might be more like in your late teens or into your 20s, might not remember that golden age of much music. But anyway, else to say, you know, that's where she was working. Um, and she got a lot of experience and knowledge through that. But when that started to fall apart, she could have just like panicked and tried to get a job with another media outlet. Like there are lots of other media outlets and she was fairly well known. She, you know, she'd done a lot of good interviews and she had like a, uh, like a, a demo reel type thing that she could have shown people, but she didn't want to do that. Her heart said, no, that's not really what I want to be doing. So she took the knowledge and talent that she has and she started her own TV show. And I'm putting that in quotes here. But it wasn't on TV. It was actually on YouTube, which at the time wasn't as big a platform as it is today. Like, don't get me wrong. YouTube was fairly big. But today it's like, it's crazy. Like there are like all these like, all these like super famous YouTubers and like they're basically famous for just being a YouTuber um, even though they they branched out to do other things like say the James Charles or like the Gabby Hannas of the world right or uh, there's other personalities as well just those are two I can think of who like got their big start on YouTube and now have like branched out to do other things and are finding commercial success in other ways right so She knew at the time that she started on YouTube, her passion was in veganism and food and cooking and showing people that vegan food doesn't have to be gross. It can be very tasty. And so she pivoted from sort of music and interviewing TV stars and being involved in sort of the entertainment world and started doing her own cooking and sort of daily life of a vegan vlog type stuff. Um, and she has grown that to have thousands and thousands of followers on YouTube and other social media platforms. She has her own cookbook. She has a contract for another cookbook. Um, she's moving to LA, at least part, she's going to live in LA part time. You know, I, I know all these things because I watch her and she says these things publicly. It's not like I know her personally. Um, because she's, you know, that's where her heart is, is living in California. And she knows that, um, as, It'll be a good move for her career, and it's something that she actually wants to. She's not just doing it because it's a career move. She's doing it because she loves California, and it's a good career move. Like, it's all all good, all those things. So, yeah, um, she has said many, many times that following her intuition and her inner voice is what enabled her to make these choices in her life, because she could have followed that traditional path, and she did not. She followed her intuition. And not only that, she started to teach some of what she learned about following your gut to others and is changing up her business to have more elements of that in it. So like teaching sort of meditation, spirituality stuff, um, you know, following your gut, all that kind of stuff blended in with the food and lifestyle stuff. So, you know, she's growing her business in that way because that's what makes sense to her and that's what her intuition is telling her that is good for her business. So basically, following her heart really has allowed her to be very successful in business with a lot of hard work, of course. Now, you know, you might hear that and go, well, okay, that's all fine and good. But like, she was basically famous before she started all this. Fair, but she was famous because she worked hard um, to get there, you know? Yeah, maybe there was an element of sort of that hustle-hustle mindset that I'm not, you know, I, I don't promote as a business owner I don't you know it's not to say that you don't have to work hard as I always say you do have to work hard it's that getting caught up in your business being your entire life hustle mindset that I'm not on board with I am on board with like working hard going for your goals being in touch with your core self and what you really want out of life blending your life and business together so that they feel like not completely blended but just that like your business is an extension of you, but also you have personal time and away f- time away from it as well. That kind of thing. I'm all for that. I'm just not for like the hustle hustle until like you pass out because you don't have any free time and you're exhausted and you're working, say, 22 hours a day and getting two hours sleep kind of mindset. I'm not I'm not about that. But yeah, you might you might hear Lauren's story and go, well, you know, I'm not going to be like that. Like just she's kind of like a special case. Honestly, I don't think that's true. I think anyone can find success if they just listen to their gut. But your success does not have to look like Lawrence. Your success does not have to be like going on a cookbook tour and being somewhat famous in the vegan community and all that kind of stuff. Your success does not have to look like that. Your success is defined by what you think success is, right? But the challenge for all of us is drowning out what the other voices are telling you what you should be doing. And you know that's finger quotes again here, guys. Right. And that's what Lauren did successfully. She drowned out what the other people were telling her she should be doing and did what her gut was telling her was the right thing. And she's been very successful doing that. And I think we can all do that. But remember, you have to define success on what you think success is. So, how do you get in touch with your inner self, right? Or your your intuition, your gut, whatever you think it, you know, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter, but just getting down to the core and the heart of it because again, a lot of us are bombarded with what everybody else wants and we start to forget what we want. Well, I have three things that have helped me and I'll just share those briefly and, you know, if you have other methods, I actually would absolutely love to hear from you. Like seriously, I do. Whenever whenever I talk about this these things and I say like email me, I'd be interested to hear. I'm totally serious. So, so anyway, yeah, like it, if you have methods that you use to get into your in touch with your core self, I would love to hear from you for serious. I might I might share them with others if you're if you're down with that. Um, just email me, candace at happylittlebiz.com or comment on Instagram on my, on my post on the grid once I actually put up something about this episode. But uh, these are the three things that I do to help me get in touch with sort of my, my inner self. Um, and I'm not going to go into big detail. If you would like to hear more detail, let me know. I'm happy to do that for you. So the first thing I do is I meditate. Um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I've been meditating regularly for 10 years i used to do it daily these days it's more you know a few times a week i'm gonna try to get back to having a daily practice but i do find that meditation helps me find my center and tune into my own self and like what's going on with me rather than the hustle and push of the world around me, especially since I live in Toronto, where that hustle and push is very strong. Other places, it may not be as strong. You may not uh, find that that's so much of a factor wherever you live, but it is definitely where I live. And meditation has been used for centuries. And I honestly think it can help anyone, regardless of like your spiritual, religious, personal background, whatever it might be. You don't have to be Buddhist. You don't have to be like Hindu or any of the other religions out there. You know, you don't have to practice in a religion that has some meditation aspects in it in order to get the benefits of meditation. Not at all. If you're interested in exploring meditation, you can find a methodology that works for you. It doesn't have to be like sitting in a temple in robes with your head shaved like you know sort of buddhist monks it really doesn't so if you think meditation can help you i definitely suggest and i honestly think it can help everybody i definitely suggest you check it out and find a method that works for you um the second thing i do is i use tarot cards now i know a lot of people think they're kind of woo and nonsense and like you know uh like, shysters use those to trick people, like, you know, fake psychics and all that kind of stuff. And I hear you, I do, because that does exist. Um, you're not wrong. But tarot cards can be helpful to help you look at things in a new way, okay? So if you're using them to simp- as simply a method of self-reflection and not, like, you know, not uh, going to fake psychics. I mean, there are actually real people out there who can do quite lovely tarot readings for you that are very helpful. So I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, that's not a slight at the community that, you know, uses tarot cards in their business or anything like that. Please don't think that it is. But you have to admit that there are people out there who are also just trying to scam people to get a lot of money too, right? So there's, unfortunately, there's both sides to it when it comes to stuff like tarot cards. But, but, I wouldn't be talking about them right now if I didn't think that they were actually helpful. So if you allow yourself to drop that skeptical mind and just read the cards or go to somebody who has a really good reputation and have them read them for you if that's what you prefer, you can tap into what your heart really wants rather than sort of what the world around you is trying to say. So I found that sometimes the tarot cards that I draw show me something I needed to pay attention to and I just didn't realize was kind of there or something I'd forgotten or a pattern that was emerging, you know, like I'll, I'll do a reading and then I'll, later in the week I'll go, oh my God, like the cards were right, you know, that's kind of freaky, but it's not actually that freaky because if you're allowing yourself to drop that skepticism and just use it as a tool to examine what's going on in your life, past, present, future. Um, you may find yourself exploring new paths that you didn't even consider or looking at the ones that you're on in a new way that helps helps you grow and helps you move forward in a, like a, a really healthy way. And the last thing I do that I'm very open about is I go to therapy. And I honestly think that many people can benefit from therapy. In fact, I think probably most people can benefit from therapy. No, so for me, I'm digging into the things from my past that are limiting me and using that to get in touch with my best and brightest self and to move me forward, right? We all need to work on ourselves. I cannot say that enough. I think that is a huge key of working in business, especially when you work in a health wellness or fitness business because you you know, I'm you're getting kind of in people's intimate space to a certain extent because health and fitness and you know it brings up a lot of things in people you know it honestly it are obviously it depends partly on what it is that you do specifically but yeah you know um it is important for us to work on ourselves and to see our own sort of flaws and to work on work on things you know and to improve ourselves And having a good therapist can really help you with that. So sometimes if therapy isn't a good fit for you, like you're not, maybe uh, the town you live in doesn't have a style of therapist that works for you, or maybe the therapists in your area are more for sort of crisis or trauma, which, you know, is fair enough. And, you know, going to therapy just doesn't feel like a right fit right now, but you still feel like you could use some advice. Things that you can try would be life coaches or business coaches, and that can have a similar effect to going to therapy, where you're sort of looking at looking at yourself and improving yourself and working on the things that are limiting you and helping you sort of see past it and get past it, basically, work on it. Obviously, you want someone who's not going to just sit there and tell you what to do, because that doesn't make any sense, right? And a, and a good therapist doesn't do that, so a good business or life coach isn't just going to tell you, you know, well, this is what you're going to do. No. No. What they're going to do is help guide you in figuring things out for yourself, right? Um, a business or life coach might ha- might give more uh, solid advice than a therapist who's sort of more like setting the space and letting you figure it out for yourself, you know, reflecting back to you things they're noticing. But other than that, they're mostly just letting you figure things out, whereas... Like a life coach or business coach might do a bit more specific guiding, like telling you, you know, this this is what has worked for other clients, that kind of thing. And that is fine. It's a different type of approach. But overall, basically what I'm saying is find someone who guide you, whether it's a little bit more specific advice or more just setting the tone for you to figure it out and figure out what like help guide you in figuring out what's stopping you or troubling you or blocking you or not allowing you to um, be the person you really want to be, grow in the ways that you really want to grow and expand your business in the ways that you want to expand it. So those are the three things that I can recommend, but I mean, there's lots of different things that you can do to help get in touch with sort of your inner inner intuition and your inner self and what's, you know, sort of what really your heart really wants because it is so, so, so important to listen to that inner voice when you're building a business. It's Yes, it's important in your life, but it's also important in business. So if you look into what your heart truly wants and you work from there, you're gonna have a much more sustainable business. It will better reflect your own values and it will allow you to build an actual happy business not the business that somebody else says, not defined on somebody else's version of success, but what is really, really important to you in your heart. So that's it for this week's episode. Again, you know, comments, questions, musings, advice about other ways to get in touch with your inner self, you know, your core self, what it is your heart really wants. My inbox is always open to you guys. But other than that, uh, Take care and I will be back with you guys next Friday, probably a little bit less tired because I don't think the Raptors are going to be playing any any basketball for, you know, at least a little while. It's the off season now. All right. Uh, see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that. I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, By the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff. Find me on Instagram, um, Happy Biz is my username, or of course, you can head over to my web- website, happylittlebiz.com and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.